All right. Amen. What an incredible, incredible weekend. Let me first off start by saying uh, for all of our youth leaders, uh, all of our staff, all of our adults who hosted uh, students in your home, came to serve our kids. Man, I just want to give it up and say thank you to you all. Would we, can we give them all a hand this morning? It takes a lot of folks to pull off an incredible weekend like we had, and so, man, I, I don't take that for granted, so thank you for that. Uh, my name is Andrew. Uh, I get the privilege of being an elder and lead pastor at this church. Uh, this guy is Aiden. He has the privilege of being my son. Uh, I have the privilege of being his father. Um, Aiden, why don't you give yourself, uh, why don't you introduce yourself? Okay, it's the first time I've been up here, so I'm trying to, like, get used to everything. Um, so, um, if anything goes wrong, it's because, like, I got stung by, like, nine wasps the other day. Um, so that's my disclaimer. And then um, unlike Justin and Isaac, wherever they're at, I didn't have to sleep with middle schoolers, so I'm okay. Um, I got my sleep, so I should be okay. Um, but yeah, I wanted to just talk about D-Now this week. Um, we had a really good time. It was um, really amazing. We had a lot of, uh, the first night it was kind of like, there wasn't the same energy the second night. It was jumping around. Everybody was like crazy. It was really cool to see because we were all waving our hands and jumping, and it was, it was a whole lot of fun. So if you ever get a chance to um, participate in anything like that, I would definitely say um, hop on in because it was really cool. So, um, so the first um, day we talked about uh, Jesus, he's got the answers. So this was the first night, and we had um, Tyler and Brittany Hazel talk. They were talking about... Um, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Um, so out of his seven um, I am statements, this is the first one they talk about. Jesus has the answers. Um, so we can look anywhere else in the world, but um, ultimately Jesus is the ultimate place to go for um, our answers to full life. Um, and then the second one, we had Jake talk, and that was yesterday morning or afternoon. Um, and he's talking about, um, I am the bread of life. Um, so he was talking about how we all have this spiritual hunger and thirst in our life, no matter um, who we are, what our journey is, where we are at in life, but we all have this, um, this God-sized hole is what he talked about in our heart, um, and that can be filled by anybody except for God. So anywhere else we go um, is not going to fill that. Um, and then last night we had a, a guy named Justin Ray. He goes by Jay Ray. So he talked about um, Jesus. This is the I am statement. I am the good shepherd. Um, so he's got our back. So he leads us um, through our lives. He talked about Psalms 23, Psalm 23. Um, so yeah, that was, uh, that was this weekend. Yeah, today we're going to be talking about he's got a mission. And so the whole idea behind this whole series, the theme was irreplaceable. So, uh, you know, the Bible calls us to follow Jesus. So if we're going to follow Jesus, we have to know who he is. And so Thankfully, the Bible isn't silent on who Jesus is. In fact, the book of John, the gospel of John in particular, Jesus makes seven I am statements like, like Aiden referred to, making it very clear his identity, his character, who he is, and who he calls us to be. And so this morning, we're going to be in John chapter 8 uh, in just a moment. But let me start out by asking you a question. All right, can you ever think of a time when you have been in complete darkness? Like, how did that feel? And some of you, you know, you don't have to admit if you're afraid of the dark, it's okay. Um, can you think of a time when you were in complete darkness? What did that feel like? Uh, Aiden, do you have a story yeah, okay. when you were in darkness? So for me, it was, um, I thought about this, this was a long time ago. Um, it was like before we moved here. So in um, middle school, um, our old church, it was called High Street. It was really big. So take this auditorium times like, I don't know, how big do you think? Like at least, I don't know, very big, it's very big. big. Um, anyway, <laughs> so it's like. At nighttime, this, it's like 
pitch black in there because there's no windows. Um, and so we decided we were going to play this game. Um, there's this guy named Silas. He came here like probably a year ago um, for missions. Um, but at the time, he was like a um, kid's leader kind yeah. of. Um, so he decided, me and my brothers, we're going to play this game where we're going to run around in this like huge auditorium with no light. Um, and then, so there's one person who's it. I don't know the concept of the game, but it was like, you're just trying to get away from this person. Um, like, so basically, um, you can't see anything. You're just running around. Hope you don't run into like a random pew You're somewhere. navigating pews, yeah. aisles of pews and you got, that like, don't move. Different <laughs> angles too. So it's like, you're just running and then you see this guy Silas just running out of nowhere. And then like at one point he like had a skateboard. Like, so he's just rolling around on the floor, like, like screaming at us. And we're like, whoa. Um, so it was, it was scary. Um, and then at one point someone like turned on their phone flashlight and it's like, you see like out of nowhere because it, it is pitch black in there. You can't see anything. Um, yeah, so, the yeah. things that pastor's kids get to do, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. They get the run of the place. And if you've never been in a dark church building, I'm telling you that we've got plenty of stories of frightening dark church buildings. Uh, there's weird sounds that go on. There's all kinds of stuff that goes on there. Well, you know, sometimes um, being in the dark uh, can be disorienting. It can be sometimes dangerous. Uh, if you're running around pews, it can be even scary, right? Uh, but any small amount of light helps. Uh, so I think about this building because over the last, gosh, year and a half, two years, we've made obviously a lot of renovations. If you've been around this church, uh, I feel like every room in this building uh, was incredibly dark. All the windows were covered. And so as we've kind of made renovations, there's, I love natural light. So we see almost in every room in this building, there's some kind of natural light coming in. But there is one really dark spot. The darkest spot, I would say, in the building right now is in our kids' wing. There's like a little hallway that goes out to the side exit. There's no lights. There's no, nothing coming in. Um, but there is, it, so it's really dark, especially if you're coming in from the outside. It's just this dark little hallway. Uh, but when you're on the inside, uh, there's this little peephole on the door. Y'all know what a peephole, you know, so you can see like who's trying to get in the building, right? Uh, but when, you're, when you see this dark room, there's this little, like, tiny little ray of light that comes in. Uh, and, and I just, I think of that, like, any little amount of light helps, right? So, so uh, Aiden, why don't you read the verse for today, John 8, verse number 12. This is the I am statement from Jesus. Again, Jesus spoke to them, saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. So I want to ask you all to read with me or repeat with me that I am statement, all right? It's in bold. Here we go. I am the light of the world. I am the light of the world. So let me just explain for a second the context here. Jesus has come on the scene. He's saying things that no one else has said. He's proclaiming who he is. He's doing things that no one else has ever done. He's performing, you know, miraculous, uh, you know, things. He's doing, you know, healing and performing signs and wonders to prove who he is. And he's causing a lot of controversy and like frustration with the religious leaders, religious people. And in this particular scene in John chapter 8, he makes this incredibly strong statement uh, in the temple that stirs up all the Pharisees and all the religious people. He says, I am the light of the world. So whenever I think about this statement, like the light of the world, anybody like lighthouses in this place? I used, there was a day when I used to, my wife and I used to collect lighthouses. We loved them. The first lighthouse, if I'm not mistaken, that we ever saw in person was in North Carolina. Cape Hatteras. Y'all ever, anybody been to Cape Hatteras before? Super cool. I love this. I do have another picture of when we went there uh, with our family for the first time, and Aiden is right next to me. You can't hardly see him. He's in my shadow there. Uh, so just so you can see for all of Aiden's friends what Aiden looked like close up, there he is on the left. 
Aiden notoriously hates all pictures of himself now, loves his little kid pictures. So there, there you go, uh, Aiden. So that's Aiden and Isaiah. Um, but I remember we, we camped. Uh, at Cape Hatteras. There's like a campground right there on the shore. So uh, I love this. This is our tent. You could hear the ocean, but up, it's hard to see in the picture. Up in the upper right-hand corner, we'll put a little circle around it so you can see it. There is Cape Hatteras, the lighthouse. Okay, it looks tiny. We weren't that far away, but it felt like forever away, especially when you look at this picture. But I just remember at night camping, our family was in this tent back when we could all fit in this little tent. Um, and you would see the, the light from the lighthouse every time it would come around. There's this little light that comes. And even in the pitch black darkness of, you know, the seashore, like, man, every time that light came around, it made a difference. You saw it. It was so, so cool. But I think about that, that Jesus said, I am the light of the world. And so really three thoughts that I just, we, we want to share with you this morning about uh, Jesus as the light of the world. The first one is this, the world is dark, but Jesus is the light. The world is dark, but Jesus is the light. So even in the beginning, back in Genesis 1, you see that God creates the light, and he separates the light from the darkness, right? And, and all the way out through the Bible, we see Jesus and God referred to as light. Um, but not long after God created the light, sin entered the world, and darkness entered the world through Adam and Eve and their, their disobedience to God. And so now, darkness is the default of, of this world. Darkness is the default because we all live under the curse of sin. We're all spiritually, the Bible says, spiritually blind from birth. In other words, there's no way that we can make our way to God on our own. We need our way to be illuminated. Uh, in fact, 2 Corinthians 4.4 4 speaks to this. Aiden, you want to read that for us? In their case, the God of this world has blinded the minds of the unbelievers to keep them from seeing the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. So we're in darkness, and it says the enemy, uh, our enemy, the enemy of, of God, the enemy of God's people, Satan, he is the God of this world, and he blinds our minds. And so we're in darkness. There's no way we can get to Christ unless we have light that shines uh, to show us the way. And so here and elsewhere, we see uh, in the Bible describing the rule of Satan as, it, the rule of Satan is the domain of darkness. This is where he rules. This world, he is the God of this world. And those who don't know the Lord it describes us as walking in darkness, as living in darkness. And so this is so important for us to know from the very start that the world is dark. We're all born spiritually blind, but Jesus is the light. Jesus is the light of the world. And so here and elsewhere throughout the scriptures, there's all kinds of references to God and God's light. Not only did he create the light, but Jesus says, I am the light of the world. John 1, the gospel of John, the beginning of this book that our students have been looking at and digging into this, this weekend, it starts out with these first five verses. Aiden, why don't you read those for us? In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. So this is Jesus. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. This is Jesus. In him was life. And the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness. The darkness has not overcome uh, it. And so the world is dark, but Jesus is the light. And this leads into our second thought, which is this, that Jesus came 
to give us light and life. This is the reason that Jesus came. This is his mission in coming. Because we were in the dark, because we were spiritually blind with no way of producing light on our own, uh, because of our sin, Jesus came to illuminate our path. Jesus came to show us the way to God. Jesus came to offer us forgiveness. Uh, so he comes as the light of the world to give us life, to show us the way to God. In Acts, uh, so in the book of Acts, we, as a church, we've, we were studying the book of Acts for the first what, five or six months of this, this year. And in the book of Acts, we see God changed the life of a man named Saul. Saul became who? Paul, right? And he, and he, he meets him on the road to Damascus. He, he changes his life. He comes. You, you remember how God appeared to Saul on the road? Y'all remember? It was a blinding light, right? A bright, blazing, blinding light. And he changes Paul, and he he. he, he gives him a mission. He, he describes what he's done in his life, and he gives him a mission. Acts 26, verse 18. Let's read that, too. To open their eyes so that may, they may turn from darkness to light and from the power of Satan to God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins and a place among those who are sanctified by faith in me. So this is what God says I've done in your life. I've turned you from darkness to light, from the power of Satan to God. This is why Jesus came. He's got a mission, and it's to bring us into the light this is what he came to do to help us see the truth about who God is, about who we are, and to turn us from darkness to light, from the power of Satan to God. In fact, Jesus goes on to say in John 12, 46, I have come into the world as light, so that whoever believes in me may, may, may not remain in darkness. Sorry. I've come as light, right? So that whoever believes in me would not remain in darkness. Colossians 1, 13 and 14. He has delivered us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved son in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. So Jesus came to give us light and life. He came to bring us out of the domain of darkness and to transfer us into this kingdom of light, the kingdom of his dear son. In him, we have redemption. And so uh, what I want Aiden to do for just a couple minutes is share a little bit about his story, all right, his redemption story about how God transferred him out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of the sun. So you want to share with us? Um, yeah, so for me, uh, a lot of my, obviously my dad's a pastor, right? So my childhood was kind of, um, my childhood, I'm still kind of, I don't know. I don't know. I'm about to be 18, so it doesn't matter. But um, basically, um, I've been raised in the church my whole life. My dad's been a pastor since I was born. Um, so it's, um, it's kind of the, the story of, you know, being in the church and um, being around the church, being around the church people, being around the youth group back when he did youth. Um, so it's, it's been my childhood. It's been my life is, you know, raised in the church, raised around the Bible. I've been in the Bible my whole life. Um, I was actually saved um, at a young age, I think it was 11, and like 2012, um, and I know a lot of younger Christians or a lot, a lot of kids raised in the church um, are kind of the same way, right? Like they've been around it, um, and they kind of they accept it when they're younger, um, but the growth sometimes is not there because you're younger, you don't understand as much, um, and that's kind of how it was for me. So I'm I'm 11 or something. Um, I don't remember. It was a long time Eight ago. Or so. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. Seven, seven. Mom. I was way mom off. Mom always knows. Way off. Either <laughs> way. Like, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> basically, um, yeah, it's kind of this way that that uh, I came to church every Sunday, um, sang the songs, but um, not until later in middle school did I actually start to um, 
you know, become more personal to me. A lot of that came from when we moved here. It was getting out of my comfort zone, going someplace that I've never been, that I don't know anybody at. Um, and that's kind of when um, there was kind of a change for me. Um, so a lot of that now is um, currently, in the, in the past four years since we've been here, it's been a lot of um, personal growth, not just coming on Sundays or on Wednesdays. It's, it's at home. It's in my heart, God. And I, th- I, think, I think that is where God makes the most difference. That's what I've, I've found is that um, church doesn't have to be an everyday thing or every Sunday thing. It's, you know, it's God wants to work every day, not just one day a week. So that's, that's kind of my story. And, um, and I'm in a place where I get to do this and stand in front of everybody. And it's, uh, yeah. Yeah. So I think his story is very similar to m- many of your stories. If you grew up in the church or around the church, um, you may have made a decision for Jesus at one point early on. Uh, but maybe there was a point later on where you actually started walking more in the light right? Uh, maybe you're not there yet, and we would encourage you to be there. Maybe, you know, I don't know what your story is. Maybe God is just starting to shine his light in your life to reveal to him who you are, your sinfulness, and man, his love and his grace and his mercy. Maybe he is, maybe you're walking down this road, and he is beginning to shine that light, and that's what our hope would be, that you would realize that he came as, as a light to give you life, uh, so, it, it does, but here's the thing, it doesn't end there. Uh, it, there, there is a, a mission that he came to accomplish, right? He came to give us light and life, um, but then he, he gives us this mission once we come into the light, uh, and here's the third point, is that we are the light of the world. Okay, Jesus said, I'm the light of the world, but then he also said that, that we are the light of the world. So once we believe in Jesus, uh, we receive the light, the life that he provided for us through his death and burial and resurrection. Once we accept that, believe that, come into the light, you know, he changes us. His spirit comes to live inside us. He changes how we act. He changes uh, what we say. He changes what we do. He changes uh, our values. He changes our desires. He changes everything from the inside out, how we live and how we treat others. This is what he does. And so we become, we become different. We become different from the world. And people should, ought to notice a difference in us because we don't walk in darkness anymore, right? We walk in the light. Jesus is the light of the world, and we become his light. Uh, people should notice a difference in us, not because we're like weird, 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 right? We're weird in the best possible way. We, we're weird and strange because we are different. We shine as lights in a dark world. We shine brightly, but we're like the moon. Y'all, have, have you ever heard the illustration of the moon? Like, how, you know how when you look, at, you're in a, it's a dark evening, you see this bright moon, you're like, man, that's so bright. But y'all know that the, the moon doesn't produce any light of its own, right? It, it, it simply reflects the light of, of the sun. And, and that's what we're called to do as followers of Jesus, is we're not here to produce our own holiness or righteousness or light. No, 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 we simply reflect the light of the true, the one true light of the world. And so we are light. And so uh, Matthew 5, Jesus here, he says it in Matthew 5, 14 to 16. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. So I love that in verse 16. In the same way, let your light shine before others. Let your light shine before others. First Peter 2, 9. 
but you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession, that you may proclaim the ex- excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Him we pro- proclaim. Amen. We, we are to proclaim the excellencies of him who called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. So let me say it this way. We've said he's got a mission. Here, here is the mission. The mission is to let your light shine before others. That's it. That's the mission, to let your light shine before others because we are now the light of the world. And so I want to ask Aiden some questions this morning because, and I know this, I want to set him up for this, um, you know, and this is going to sound very biased because probably it is in, in a sense, but so I, I've been in ministry, serving in ministry, whether volunteer or vocationally for over 20 years, uh, worked with students for a lot of years, seen a lot of, uh, you know, high schoolers and middle schoolers, uh, seen a lot of adults live life. Uh, and, and I will say this, I will say this confidently, no matter how uh, biased this may sound, I've never seen a human, whether youth or adult, who lives as much on mission as my son does. And I'm proud to be able to proclaim that. He lives on mission more than his pastor dad does, I think. You know what I'm saying? And it's been so cool to watch. I've been, I'm so proud of him. But I want to ask him some questions because I think, I think students, I think adults could glean some things from the stuff that he shares and his story and how God is using him as a light in his world. And so uh, we are the light of the world. So... Um, Aiden, let me just start you out by asking this. When did you, so you talked about getting saved when you were young. When did you first start seeing yourself as a light, like a, a light in a dark world? Um, so I, I think I probably, um, well, thank you, by the way, actually, for what you said. Um, You're I welcome. Think, um, uh, it's at the same church that we used to go to. Um, he, you preached this, um, this series. I mean, you did the same thing here, Who's Your One? Um, so it talks about... Um, not going out to see, like, I'm not, it does, it's not about me standing here and preaching to everybody. It's about just the one-on-one. It's like, who's this one person um, that you're going to pray for? Who's this one person that you're just going to live life with, and you're just going to be friends with them? Um, it doesn't mean, you know, you're going to preach them and say, repent, or, like, anything like that. You're not even looking for an automatic response. It's just this, like, who's this person in your life that God has put on your heart? Um, and it, and it, that affected me because it was, like, beforehand, it's like, oh, to share the, the gospel, you have to be this guy up on the stage preaching to everybody. Um, but what, what this shows us is that's not true, um, or what, what you um, preach on. And, and that's what the Bible teaches, that um, that's what Jesus did. It wasn't, it wasn't about um, preaching a message even. It's just about, um, it's like you said, being that light for other people. Yeah, not just the multitudes, yeah, right, but right. like the one. So praying for your one, and uh, that's cool. That's awesome. So, like, what are some ways, uh, I just think this is super practical for all of us, like, what are some ways that you, like, are trying to live as light, like, right now? Um, I, I think a lot of this is, is living, just living differently. Um, and it's what we've talked about is that when you um, dive into the Word and you live in the Word, um, it takes its home in your heart, and it changes you from the inside out. So it's not I'm going to do all these good things, and then I'm going to be, you know, then I can go to heaven. It's God does his work in me, and then I get to do, like, I get to live in light of that. So um, I've found that the word just changes my heart. Um, so I try to, to live that out um, at work, which is Chick-fil-A, 
by the way, in case anybody didn't see that. <laughs> um, um, so. Let me put the gospel in front of this. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a close second, it's, but it's... The gospel chicken. Um, but um, so that, that's not like... It's just get going to work, right? And, and I have obviously tons of sh- like failures in this area because none of us are always going to do perfectly. But um, um, it's, it's been with just going into work and trying to, uh, hey, you're on a position you don't like today, and I got to be like, okay. Like, that's okay. And that hasn't always been my response. Like, it used to be, uh, like, really? And I would get mad, and I would sometimes complain about it. And now um, I think God's worked in my heart where I can just sit there and be like, all right, I'll try. I'll try. And I can't say I'm perfect every time. I, I certainly am not. But uh, God has done a lot in my heart um, with that. It's just, you know, that's okay. Because, you know, um, people who don't know Jesus, that's not their response. Their response is, like, that's not convenient for me, so I'm not going to be happy with that. Um, for me, um, Jesus said, you know, you're going to work quietly. You can work. Um, don't grumble is what he said. I don't know where that's from, but um, <laughs> <laughs> I know that he said it, basically. Uh, so, yes, I would just say that um, it's, it's not about um, preaching a message. It's about living as a light for other people. Um, and, and I wanted to say, my friends Ben and Steven, uh, I didn't do anything like, like I was just, hey, you guys want to come to church with me? I didn't do any, like, you know, preach message. And they started coming, and they've been coming. And now we got Ben up here doing announcements. Um, super cool. Um, and I love to see everybody serve. Um, and it's not because of anything, any good thing that I've done. It's just because um, I can't help but live out this love that I've been shown by Christ. Um, I can't hide it. I love that. I'll affirm that. I didn't know you were going there, but it was super cool. But like, I'll affirm that it starts in the heart because like, if you go into this guy's like life at home, it's like you see verses on like index cards, you know, all in his room. You see the the screen, like the screen on his phone is he must increase, I must decrease. Like you see it all over. And he, and again, he hasn't always been like the perfect poster child, right? He's like, uh, like over the last year, it's more and more God's working in his heart, changing his heart, and it just flows out. And so, uh, yeah, now he's inviting everybody and their brother and their, you know, Chick-fil-A to come to church. Amen. I love it. But uh, yeah, it's been incredible. Um, so I, I do want to ask you this, because this is like a perplexing question for me. Because if you all know teenagers, you all are teenagers or preteens, and you've been around them. You've been one. I've been one at one point in time. Like, why are you choosing to live this way at 17 years old when so many of your peers uh, are choosing to live a different way? Um, So I want to go back to what Jake said yesterday. He was talking about, like, this God-sized hole in our heart. Um, And to expand on that, it was um, God created us. Um, we all have, we all feel it. You all know there's like this desire in you. You're looking for something. It's something everybody's chasing after, whether that's like pleasure, whether, whether that's satisfaction, money, riches. I, I can't tell you all of them. There's um, uncount, like there's so many um, things that we can chase after in this world. And um, like it's, it's, it's sad to see because people don't know where to look. Um, but that's because God has put this in us and the only thing that will ever fill that is him um, because we can look and we can look and we can look, but he is the one, um, he's the true light. And it's like we talked about this week, he's the, the, the bread and the water. Um, so 
Um, I've seen the thing that my the things that my peers chase after. I've seen seen the things. Um, I've chased some of them myself. Um, nothing, nothing comes close to God to filling that God-sized hole. Um, they all yeah. fall, fall short. Um, so just again, real practically, like for students, for adults, I think because I think this applies to all of us. For those who might be like a little fearful or like. Mm, how am I going to come across to people? What are people going to think of me? I know that's a thing when you're young. I know that's a thing when you're old. Like, what are people going to think? Are people going to think I'm just going to this weird Christian nut who has this whole, like, different way of life and is totally off the grid? Like, what, like so what would you say, what, like, for people who are a little bit fearful? Um, so I was thinking about this this morning, and um, for what people think, um, I was just thinking about one of these scriptures that we went over this week. I think it was Isaiah 40, uh, 40 something? Uh, 41? Yes. Um, 10, so maybe. he was no, crushed for our iniquities, and on him was the chastisement that made us whole. I don't, I need to memorize that. Okay. But, um, like, uh, Jesus, the perfect sinless Savior, died for us having, um, it was the worst kind of humiliation. We talked about that in small group this week, um, was that this is like the worst kind of embarrassment we could suffer. Um, and he did nothing wrong. And yet he's sitting here being mocked and scorned and, and like, spit on um, for, for dying for us, for doing um, the thing that no one else could. And, um, you know, that just, that really struck me because uh, if he could sit up there and die for me with these people yelling at him, then I can go out and serve on mission despite what people may think of me. Because, honestly, um, I'm okay with people thinking me a little bit different. If that means that I'm going to preach the good word of God, if I'm going to be a light to people, if you can think all you want. Like, that's okay. That's all right. Like, um, not a problem. So, and I know that's hard for you guys, too, because um, sometimes people do, people's opinions shape us, right? I think that's, like, you can't understate that. They do play a big role. I've been um, impacted a lot by people's opinions um, and what they say about you. But um, sometimes... We just have to listen to what God has to say more because um, he's always speaking. And he always, um, yeah. Yeah, because you, you haven't always been that way, right? You've mm -hmm. been affected by no, yeah, definitely. the opinions of others. Uh, so that is certainly a thing. Uh, so what about for those students or adults who um, might be hesitant? I think this is another reason why we don't shine as much sometimes because we're like, well, I don't know if... I'm not a theologian, I'm not a pastor, I don't work in a church, I don't know if I, like, know enough to, like, answer people's questions, like, what would you say to that person? Um, so, this, this is something that I've thought about a lot, because um, that was the thing for me a lot, it's like, how can I, like, how can I come up here, I don't have a degree, I've never, like, spoken in front of, like, I've spoken in front of youth a couple times, but, like, um, I'm not qualified, and uh, this is also something we talked in small group this week was um, Moses with the burning bush was like, I'm, I can't talk, like, I'm not good, I can't do this, like, I'm not qualified, I'm just a guy, I've made mistakes, I'm out in the wilderness, I'm not equipped, and um, this thing that, that I love that I have in my room is God said, I am who I am, and that's the same thing that he says to us when we say, I'm not qualified, I'm not good enough, I, I can't do this on my own because I don't know the ABC, I don't read my Bible enough. Um, God said, it's not about you. You know, to be the light, it's like we're the light of the moon. We're the moon. We're not, we're not the ones who are giving the light. We're just reflecting the light. Um, 
And um, so I had this quote from J.D. Greer that I love. Um, my dad always quotes him. I kind of inherited that, I guess. Um, <laughs> He's not old or dead yet. No, not quite, not <laughs> quite. Um, so he said, God doesn't call the brave. He makes brave the called. God doesn't call the equipped. He equips the called. I, I want to read that one more time. God does not call the brave. He makes brave the called. God doesn't call the equipped. He equips the called. So it's not about, you know, having, like, this, like, resume of being able to, oh, yeah, I can speak, I can go on stage, I can do the ABC. It, I, I just think it's, um, you know, for those of you guys who you don't think you're good enough, um, it's, not, it's, it's not about that. Because if you give God your heart, then he will take what you give him and um, do a lot with it. Yeah, step out in faith yeah. and watch God work. That's amazing. Aren't y'all, don't you feel like you're learning from this guy? I'm like, man, uh, where did he come from? I don't know. Um, so one more um, kind of question. Like, uh, so for a student or an adult, again, uh, who would just be like, okay, I don't, I don't share my faith. I don't talk about it. I'm a closet Christian or whatever. Um, what's like, where do I start? So what would you say is like a first step or maybe, you know, first couple steps for someone? Um, I think probably the jumping off point for me was, well, like, what, so when we moved here, we went on this, like, mission trip, and this was, the church was way different. It's changed a lot since then, but we went to Kentucky for a mission trip, um, and one of the things that got me out of my shell moving here and, like, you know, changed my heart was this group of people, um, and we're not a perfect group of people by any means, but um, growing with this this group of people made a big difference for me, and it's, it's happened now. Um, I, we definitely don't have it on screen, but there was a picture from last night of um, me, Ben, Stephen, Nate. We were praying with Justin over there, um, and that wasn't um, planned. It wasn't, um, it was just us praying, and it was uh, really cool for me because it was, it just reminded me, um, you know, that's where God does the most is in a group of people. Um, so I think if you are wanting to uh, grow out, go forward with the gospel, the best thing you can do is surround yourself with people who can also push you to do the same thing. Because um, honestly, at work, uh, that's where I, like, I try to invite a lot of people, um, a ton of people. <laughs> um, but uh, um, it's because I have people supporting me. Um, so like Ben over here would help me. I'm like, hey, I'm trying to invite this person. They look like I, I feel like they would love to come to church. And Ben be like, all right, and, and he would come and ask him too, and then Stephen and ask him too, and it's like, it's, it's, it's not just me, it's, it's a group of people, so that, that's where um, the gospel goes forward the most, and that's why God emphasizes that so much in the gospel, in the, in the Bible, is because um, we are meant to work together, it's not just the solo thing, it's like with a group. Yeah, that's so true and so good, it's like you are the light of the world, not just like you individually, like you, the church, you, the people of God, are the light of the world. And you all know if you're in a dark room, you have one little candle lights up. It's you know, a little bit of light. Two, three, four, like pretty soon that whole room is lit up. And I love that because now we've got the whole like Chick-fil-A mob coming because they're all like, <laughs> they're all on mission together in their workplace. And that's incredible. It's, it's an incredible thing. And I just think I, I've, I've shared it before. I don't, I'm not going to take long on this, but you know, my story was of coming to the light. I didn't grow up in church. I didn't grow up knowing who Jesus was 
at all. The process of me coming into the light was this slow, long process of, it was a slow friendship of someone who over the course of a year, two years, my sophomore, junior year of high school, just being a friend to me. Uh, just in, inviting me first, it was like inviting me to play basketball, and then basketball with his youth group, and then it was into his home, and then it was a youth camp, and it was just this like long, slow process of just being a godly friend to me, and that was, that's my story. That's what changed my life, is just a guy, a normal guy who wasn't preaching the Bible to me, he wasn't doing all this, he was just, man, being a good friend, and he was being light in my life that ultimately, ultimately led me to the light of the world ultimately led me to Christ. Uh, and so, man, you can, no matter where you're at, man, you can start by being a friend, by representing Christ and, and reflecting the light of Christ. Uh, so I just want to kind of wrap this up here this morning. You know, we've kind of talked about this, this reality that darkness is the default uh, of this world, that we're born in it, we're stuck in it, we're stuck in our sin. But again, the good news is that Jesus came as the light of the world to turn us from darkness to the light. That is why he came. That is his mission. And so when we repent of, when we turn from our sin, when we turn from our own way and we believe in Jesus as our Lord and Savior, when we receive his light, man, he gives us life. He changes us from the inside out. This is the starting point. And then as we follow him, Man, he guides us by his word, by his Holy Spirit, so that we can live as lights in this world. So he's got a mission, and he's given it to us. Uh, are there any um, Mission Impossible fans in the room? Let me know if you're like any. That, is that it? Okay, you can admit this in church, all right? Uh, we love Mission Impossible. Um, all right, there's so many, there's some good lines. Uh, I think of my daughter, the blood will be on your hands. Okay, I don't know why that came into my mind. Weird in church service. Um, any lines that you want? There's other ones. Um, there's tons, there's tons. <laughs> if you know Mission Impossible, pick this line up as I'm going. You'll, you'll know it. The most important line that appears in every single movie, it introduces... The, the whole thing, every single movie, your mission, should you choose to accept it, right? Your mission, the mission, should you choose to accept it, is to let your light shine before others. That is your mission. Here is the sad reality, is that most teenagers, most students will choose to reject that mission. Their God-given mission. Most adults will choose to reject that mission and instead choose to live for, pursue other things, things that seem more worthwhile, things that seem, let's just be honest, things that are easier than trying to represent and be a light in the world. But your mission, should you choose to accept it, is to let your light shine before others. And here is, here is the payoff. Here is the payoff, that if you will do that, if you will walk in the light, if you will accept that mission to be light in the world, the best you can by the power of God, by his grace, here's the incredible thing, is that others, don't miss this, others will be pulled out of darkness and be able to walk in the light too. That if you will just simply walk in faith and obedience, walk in the light, God will use you to extract others out of the darkness so that they can walk in the light too. And you and I have this amazing, amazing privilege to be able to live as lights in the world. Amen? Amen. And so I'm going to ask Aiden to kind of wrap this up with a couple 
questions. These are questions that um, are in the student book for students on page, what, 28? Since y'all don't get to do the small group kind of uh, recap afterwards, uh, Anne's going to end with these couple questions, uh, and then we're going to pray, all right? Okay, so what is an area of darkness in your life that you can repent of? What is an area of darkness in your life that you can repent of? So um, this, isn't, this isn't a question to raise your hand and answer. Um, it's a question that you have to think about, a question you've got to take home. That's what we've got to do um, after D-Now. We're going to take it home. We can't just keep it here in these four corners of this building. We've got to take it out. That's what this has been all about. This is, this is about us going and taking it to school because we start school in less than a week, um, which sucks. But um, it's, it's, real in here. It's, it's, it's the truth. It's the truth. But it's, it's about what are you going to do with it? So are you going to hold it in here and you're just going to, you know, forget about it after, you know, a couple weeks? Or are you going to take it and you're going to live with it? It doesn't mean, like I said, it doesn't mean you have to preach to everybody, but it means you just... You take it and you live with it and you show it to other people. So how can you be a light? Um, so what areas of darkness um, do you have to work on? And that's, that's not something I can answer for you. That's not anything anybody else can answer or maybe not something you can answer right away, but it is something that you have to sit on and, and, and you just have to um, ask God, what, what can I work on? Um, and it's like we've talked about, when you get in the Word, He will change you. Um, so... Um, our second question is, if you follow Jesus, what ways have you changed now that you walk in the light instead of darkness? Do others notice the difference in you? So if we're truly living as a light, are other people seeing it? Because if not, are we living as a light? The Word says that um, people will know you by the fruits of the Spirit, um, which that's a whole other topic. But um, if you live in the Word, do people see it in your life? Um, and, I, and I hope they do, but I can't answer that for you either, um, unless I know you personally. But, um, and maybe you can ask your friends, hey, do I live um, as a light? So that, that's, um, yeah, so that's the question um, that, that we have to ask ourselves. Are we living as a light, and do other, people's, uh, other people notice that in us? Um, and maybe you've never repented. Maybe you've never come to God with, um, with your sin. You can do that today. Um, maybe, maybe you've never believed in Jesus. Maybe you've never accepted the light. Maybe you've seen the light in someone you know. Um, but just know that Jesus is waiting for you any time, any, any day, any night, and like whenever um, you're struggling, um, you can go to anybody who you see that light in. So um, then me and my dad, um, Jake, Ben, and, and anybody um, who's up here, um, we would love to help you guys. Um, if you want to accept the light, um, yeah, and maybe you like started the way Aiden did. At some point, you made a profession. You said, "I believe," but you've never got, you never turned that corner to get serious. You know what I'm saying? Maybe you still haven't gotten there yet. Um, our prayer would be that God would convict you, and you would say, "Man, I gotta, I want to walk in the light. I don't want to waste this life. I want to live on mission." Our our prayer would be that you would that we would all walk in the light together. Amen. Why don't you stand with us? Uh, as our team comes up, I want to ask Aiden to close us out in prayer. God, we thank you for just bringing us all together today. We thank you for um, just working in us this weekend. I thank you for all the fun that we had, God, but at the same time that you would just um, take what we learned, God, and carry it out um, into our lives. I pray that 
Um, as we go back to school, God, where, wherever we're going to school, to work, um, at home even, God, would you just do your work in us? Um, would you just speak through us, God, and let us be like the moon, God? Um, just let us reflect the love um, that you have for us, God. I pray that um, as we go out, um, God, it's not about us, God, that we, we would be humble, God, that we'd be selfless, um, that you would just work in our lives, God, no matter the situation, no matter the brokenness um, that we feel in us, God, because I know that I'm not perfect. I know that I need your help, and I pray, God, that you would work through those flaws of mine. God, that you would, that you would show others around me, God, that even, and actually, even when we're screwed up, even when we're messing up, God, you do your work best right there. So help us, God, to, to get on our knees and give it all over to you. God, would you take us where we are at and help us to be a light right now. God, would you send us on mission this week and help us to live for you, God. We thank you for all you've done. In your name we pray, amen.